department. Fuck B, 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 B. You're now tuned into the Apartment 5B podcast, where we chop it up about hip-hop, R&B, sports, love, and life. Hosted by Kill. 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 What's good, what's good, what's good? You two in Apartment 5B hosted by your man, Kill Squad. In effect, as always, always ladies first, little sis, Porsche. What's going on, miss? Uh, not a whole lot, Kill. How are you? Everything is good. Everything is good. No complaints. My man, Eddie, out of L.A. What's going on, good brother? Yo, man, I'm doing good, man. As good as I can be. All right, no doubt. Vern, um, I think by his garb, you can tell where he's at, where he's from. <laughs> there you go. We already know. DJ Rec One now out of St. Louis, ain't in Houston no more. Out of St. Louis, y'all ain't even got a real ball team out there, bro. Yo, man, I'm certain, man. You can't even go watch I'm a sorry. game, and I got to drive four hours to Chicago, man. Oh man, that's crazy. That's crazy. And I got my man. He's been on here before. This is my brother, low aficionado, Jordan aficionado, bearded brother from Philly. <laughs> Been down since 92 in Morgan State. My man, Jay, what's going on, good brother? Indeed, indeed. I'm chilling, man. All right. Good, good to have you on here with us again. Y'all already know what it is with me. Let's jump right into it. Today, we are doing one of our salute shows. If you tune in with us, you know at least once a month, once every other month, we do a salute show, give flowers to folk while they're still here. So we're not those people when somebody passes away, then you want to shout them out all day uh, like that for the next 24 hours. Today we are saluting the Dungeon family. Okay, so we're talking Goody, Outcast, uh, Cool Breeze, every, everybody out the dungeon. You already see I got the cast shirt on with the Stangonia joint right there. You see Vern got the cast, Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Hawks joint on. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to be shouting out about. First time we heard Dungeon, our favorite Outcast songs, Goody Mob songs. Who's the most slept on MC in, in the dungeon? Because we always hear about who's the dopest, which is always nine times out of 10 going to be 3,000. But who's the slept on one? Top five organized beats. And a couple of questions here and there, um, you know, about everything. So, Porsche, while we set off with you, as always, ladies, first, when's the first time you heard about the dungeon? When's the first time you heard anything about them? Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of late. Um, I, I didn't hear about Dungeon Family until I actually took a trip um, to Arizona with, um, met up with a, a lot of friends. And um, Aquem and I had dropped uh, just a couple months prior um, to that trip. So we were all on this Aquem and I thing. And it was only then, like, I'm not huge on production. I don't know, like, you. I know you guys are all really huge on production, like, who sampled this from where and all these kinds of things. I just love the albums. So I'm not really, like, you know, it, it wasn't until later that I got into the who produced this, who's so dope on these beats kind of thing. Um, so for me, Dungeon Family, 
I learned about them when Aquemini dropped. Um, that was when I was kind of like, okay, wait, wait a minute. Like, who is lacing them with all of these, you know, these beats and like who's doing their um, production work? And that's when I kind of learned about the Dungeon family. So I wasn't, I wish I could say that I, I knew them from Jump, but unfortunately I, I was kind of late to the show. So, um, but better late than never. So. All right, no doubt, no doubt. Jace, what about you? For people who don't know, I love this bro right here. This dude has been there for me so many times throughout the game of life. Um, but the thing that I loved about Jace is when we was at Morgan in 92, 91, 92, every other week I'd be like, Jace, what you doing this weekend? Like most people be like, yo, we chilling, we going to Philly for the weekend. This nigga was in Atlanta every weekend. Like every weekend, this dude had a plane ticket to Atlanta. Like he was like, I'm going to Atlanta. I'm like, bro, you just came from Atlanta. So this dude, Jace, what about you, man? Because you was you was probably there when the damn dungeon got built. When was the first time you heard about the dungeon family and everything like that? Um, all right, so I was in I was in Atlanta for good reason. My best friend went to Morehouse, my girlfriend went to Spelman. So I had free plane tickets and had a car. So I, right, there you I, go. I found a way. So but now yeah, I wasn't just going down there just to go. So um probably the first time i had ever heard of well i'd heard of outcast first um a girlfriend of mine at the time was working at patchwork studio and she had mm-hmm. outcast uh demo for uh some playlist of cadillac music and um first time i heard of dungeon was uh, uh i was probably at a club it was probably like the phoenix or something down there and they were in there and they were like shouting them out like who the hell is dungeon family and a couple more boys were like yeah that's outcast crew like it's a bunch of them like word okay cool (laughs) and then like after that i just started hearing more and more music from them so that was the first time all right no doubt no doubt right what about you good brother when's the first time you heard about dungeon family everything out to a like that i would probably say the second album uh, the first album, I just knew it was funky. I didn't know there was a whole situation attached to it. <laughs> I knew it was different, and I knew I liked it. Um, but the second album is when I started hearing about Dungeon Family. I think they were on either Your MTV Raps or um, yeah, Rap City. And um, they had went to the house, and I was just like, okay, so this is who the, this is. This is the production part of who they keep talking about. Um, but that's, that's what I found out. I would say if that was maybe what 96 97 a couple years after the first album dropped all right no doubt no doubt what about you eddie um probably um you know i i kind of missed the boat on the first outcast album like i probably heard players ball you know and you know players ball at the time you know i was i was really into new york stuff um you know that that sound so it didn't it didn't hit me now i hear it, i'm like man that was amazing uh but the first dungeon family song i remember that everyone was like yo was cell therapy right that was mm. 95 right that was before at aliens dropped so 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 that was was my first time hearing them and then um and then when at aliens came out like when we heard elevators we were just losing our minds man so right all right, no doubt. And Vern, you being from the A, I know you got backstories with the dungeon. So why don't you talk about the first time you heard about the dungeon? 
the first time I would have to go back to PA. They, PA had a, uh, a song on the CB4 soundtrack uh, called Lifeline. Went to school with KP Kawan Prather, and um, my boys knew that Rico and Pat and Ray had produced that. So that was the first time. But as far as Dungeon, um, I always told the story. So uh, we was trying to get on, and we went to the original Dungeon. Um, Cause Rico knew my boys, and um, you know they listened to our stuff. Man. But um, he, he was playing something in the, in the background, and man, we was like, man, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> this little group we working on. Um, you know, they got a, uh, a showcase this Friday. Y'all need to come through. And of course, that little group was Outcast, so that was the first time before Outcast got signed. I knew about the dungeon. All right, that's what's up. And for me, it was definitely, you know, um, with Southern Playalistic. I know it was the source. They had like, I remember this, they had an interview with them because I remember I had it, it's in my, it's, it was until my mother redid my whole bedroom in Philly, which I'm still salty about. It was, I had the poster of them, like it was a picture of, of Rico, um, Sleepy and Ray in the dungeon. You know what I mean? The source had a little, little drawing out. I ripped it out, put it on my wall. Um, so that was like the first time I heard of Dungeon with Southern Playalistics. And just like you said, Eddie, it was something different. It was just like, yo, Players Ball, I loved it. Southern Playalistics, I loved it. Get Up, Get Out, loved it. It was like everything they just kept hitting me with, you know, I just I just loved it. You know what I mean? And like I said, the only people who were like on my, my wall back at home, I had my ASR um, in my bedroom, and it was just producers I respected. So you had P, you know, uh, Preem, um, you know, and organized um, noise was up there. You know what I mean? So that's just a small testament to how quickly I picked up on their sound that they got put on the wall with Prem and Pete and Tip and Buck Wild and all the other producers uh, who I was respecting at the time. So that was it. All right, let's jump right into it. Top three Outcast songs and why. Porsche, what you got? What's your top three favorite Outcast songs? So just name all three of them? Name all three of them. Okay, I got Skewed on the Barbie, um, Players Ball, and. I'll say Rosa Parks, but the but I have like again, you know how I am with these these hard uh, lists that you always make us do. Like I've got like fifteen in my top three, so I'll just say those three. Um, I absolutely love them. I mean, it's just like Outcast is just something else. Like they're just the most innovative, in my opinion. They're they're so innovative. They're so unique. Um, they're so complimentary. Andre and Big Boy, they're, the production is just seamless all the time, regardless of who does it, it just fits. Um, so these three songs, to, in my opinion, they're not only are they fun, but they capture, and I, I've said this on previous episodes, like, I feel like Outkast knows exactly how to capture their region and really bring that sound to the, the audience. Um, so you don't necessarily have to be from the South, but you can tell that that is like Southern culture through yes. and through. Like it just hits you in a way that other groups don't, like it's kind of like how Mob Deep was able to capture like New York grime or like Wu-Tang was, you know? Um, Outkast was able to, with, you know, obviously organized noise, um, they were able to just capture what the South is. It's it's like a feeling. Um, and I can't explain it any other way, but those three tracks to me are just, they just beam with that Southern culture that you just love. So. All right. 
No doubt, no doubt. Jace, what about you, good brother? What's your top three cast joints? Uh, top three is probably, uh, say, Elevators, Hootie Who, and Quimini. Mm. Okay, okay. And why you pick those three, bro? Uh, beats and the rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, right. I mean right. shit. Nobody's okay. coming like that. Right. Nobody sounded like that. The sonics weren't like that. Like, yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it's funny, man, with Elevators. It's like, that's one of those songs that I remember. I was on Lincoln Drive in Philly, Philly when, when somebody played that on the radio. And it was just like, yo, what the fuck? Like, and then when I heard Andre's second verse, it was like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Just, if you don't eat, move your feet, then I don't eat. So we like neck to neck. It's like, <laughs> like what is like? It, it's almost that feeling. I had the same feeling when I heard Tribes of War tour. You know what I mean? Um, I remember we, me, um, you remember Drew from Jersey. Me, Drew, Monica, and Tosh was out Lancaster shopping at the outlets at the Tim Polo outlet. And they played that on the radio. They played a war tour on the radio. And it was just like, when you think that a group is so dope, they can't get no doper. You know what I mean? It was like, you hear a war tour, it's like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't think these niggas could come harder than, you know, low end theory and i'm hearing you know you listen to playlistics which to me is a five mic album and it's like you can't get no doper than this then you heard elevators you were just like all right damn you know what i mean and so now i i, I feel you a hundred a hundred percent on that what's up bro hey portia you will appreciate this so we in vip at the cotton club me and my boys and with tupac hootie who comes on tupac loses mind and then, <laughs> and then, and then he sees dre Get up in here, man. It, it, it was love, man. And and that's that's like we already knew, but we knew new then, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pac is a yeah. genius. I mean, he he would know. He would know. He would know. Pac would know. <laughs> he but would. Another don't call another don't call on Hootie Hoot, because I don't hear a lot of people Ooh, talk about that joint like that. And that's that, that's an anthem right there to me. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean? I think it, I, to me, and we'll talk about this, but to me, Outkast can fall into that Prince category where you can be a fan because they got so many big songs that you could say you're a fan and never even heard an album yet. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So Hootie Who, you know, is definitely a dope pick. Um, Eddie, what about you? What's your top three cash joints? Man, it's like uh, like Porsche said, man, I have like 10 that could have been in my top three. But um, so I'm going with AT Aliens, the title track. Um I just love Big Boy's verse, like his his opening verse on that is uh, one of my favorite from him. Like uh, the whole cooler than a polar bear's toenails line and all that. Uh, they go again talking that shit. Yep. Yeah, love lo- love that joint. <laughs> um, then uh, keeping on the theme of title tracks, uh, Aquemini uh, title track. Like I love that slow build um, of it, and um, the 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 hook is is just like mesmerizing and you know their verses like the, the whole thing is just you know great uh i love it love it and and then um want to say like the the third verse when they bring it back and and big boy comes in and and then andre for like just just crazy man and uh then i gotta go with spody Odie, ah. delicious. <laughs> I, I got him man it's, it's crazy man they like are they even rhyming on that song? <laughs> like, no. but it doesn't matter. It does not matter, man. It's, it's like you you throw that on and just start cruising. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a whole vibe, man. 
Man, no doubt. That's a dope thing. What about you, Rat? First and foremost, I'm mad that we only are doing three. So, Kill, you on my shit list tonight? Here's the um, hard part, bro. Here's the hard part. <laughs> we had, I had to try to figure out a way, because I know we're a very diverse crew, but I feel like with the dungeon, I feel like so much is going to be cast. You know what I mean? And I wanted this to be a dungeon salute, so not just the outcast salute show. You know, so I feel like not saying people don't love Goody and, you know, T, you know, different people like that, but I just wanted to give the whole crew love and not just outcast. Because I felt like this could have turned it, this very well could have been an all outcast show, truth be told. You know what oh, I mean? Thanks. And I, and I wanted to try to stay away from that. So, you know, and again, these are just your top three songs today. Maybe we do another show in next month and you got another three. You know what I mean? So you still on my shit list. It's okay. I, I get it. I understand. I'm always on push your shit list. That's just part, that's just part of my job, man. I'm, I'm on everybody's shit list. I got you. All right. So I just sat here and checked them off. Um, Benzor Bima. 94. Mm. Ooh, off that New Jersey Drive, Jersey drive soundtrack. That shit sounded like nothing I'd ever heard. Period. It, it was it was East Coast, but it was Southern, and it had that that 808. And you was just like, mm. yo, and in the way the Dodgers fans Benz or Beamer. Yes, oh, yes, it, it was perfect. And then they. I want to see this is the stuff you probably don't remember. I think we was in your car when we heard that. For the, well, when I heard it for the first probably. time, probably. I think we was in your car mm. when we heard that for the first time on New Jersey Drive soundtrack. It was crazy. Then they dropped the video. Yeah, they yeah. They, they are they are they are very good for dropping visuals with the song. Yeah. Yeah, uh, one of my, that's one of my favorite three thousand verses. When you like, I hear a voice oh, in the back yes, of the Martin Parker yes, line. I hear a voice yes. saying, "Andre, stop!" But do I stop? Like, oh no, man. that thing was crazy. All right, next one, players ball. The reprise though. Mm. Um, if I'm if I'm playing, chances are you're gonna hear me bring the reprise in over the original. Yeah, the reprise that thing. You just got to sit back. If you don't smoke weed, you gonna smoke weed. Listen to that shit. That thing is just smooth. It's funky <laughs> and it's it's outcast. It's outcast. If, if outcast had a logo outside of what Vern is wearing, it would have, you know, the player's ball somewhere attached to it. It's just dope. Mm -hmm. And then mainstream. Um okay. just 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 a, I think it's a uh I think it's an unspoken track that people don't really talk about on the album. It's a banger. And it's one of my favorites. That joint had me straight from what from Jersey all the way to, to Virginia, riding down 95 to 85. So, right. one of my favorites. That's dope. Vern, what about you, good brother? First of all, I want to thank Eddie for the, the name of Spartio. Oh, these dope delicious. And now I can talk about four and only name three. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, let me just talk about the one Eddie, the Eddie pick, not me, Eddie pick. <laughs> the first time I, I stayed out all night, I remember going to Christmas on Old Nashville at like 6, 7 in the morning to get breakfast. Oh, yeah. We went to Charles Disco and Lounge on Fifth Simpson Road. And that's what Stax was talking about when he, he ran down the scene and everything. And when he talked about who else want to mess with Hollywood Coke, my nigga Derek was messing with a girl at Hollywood Court. And my dumb butt rolled the model with him to Hollywood Court. Hollywood Court is on Gun Club Road. So that should tell you, off of Bankhead on Gun Club Road. Nigga, what the <laughs> Not where you want it at all. That ain't nah. where you been. Nigga, that, so that sound like that. That sound like that spot in training day with Lonzo. Like you in the jungle. That's what it looked like. And it feel like that too. But okay. Sound like they made that up for the boondocks or something. <laughs> 
right, so I'm gonna name Claiming True mm. off of Southern Playlistic. That Oregon and that bass. Shout out to Preston Crump. Preston Crump. Man, come on. One of the illest bass players in the game. Come on, man. That that organ comes in. It's, it's, it's got that southern, and I'm I'm using Porsche's criteria because it's so true. It's just because okay, I talked about PA before. Rico and them, y'all should check out. Well, my like, for, for a second, break down who PA is. Parental advisory. Uh, that's the first production credit that, that uh, organized got with um Mellow. Kawan Place, I forget that his brother's name, but um that that's their first taste. And on, on Combat Jack, Rico talks about, all right, we, we tried to be kind of New York mm-hmm. and it didn't pop. So with Outcast, it's like, man, screw that. We're going to be us. You ain't hear no hip hop with Warlitz or Hammond B3 organs <laughs> and, and all that sap, that soul. So that one, I'm going put, to put, pick another one off of some playlist. Call of the Wild. Yeah. That baseline. Yeah, it's right here. Just, just crazy dumb. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick this one because before Rico and Dallas and all them really got Atlanta popping, we was, we was booty shake, 808, Shy D, <laughs> Kizzy Rock, all that. So bomb over bad that brings out that, that crazy. Thing. And, and dog, if y'all ever want to see me get goosebumps, my, my baby sister bought me a ticket as my birthday present because she said. I introduced other hip hop when Outkast came back to Atlanta for their reunion tour, or whatever. <coughs> Go on YouTube, you you can see the entry because they, they started every show with this. Man, when bruh, I mean the crowd it's pandemonium, man, and I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. <laughs> you know, that that song right there is Atlanta and it's unadulterated Atlanta because again we yeet. I mean that's that's what we did down here, man, and so Outkast embody all of Atlanta and, and we was like man skip trying to be from the west coast from New York or whatever we Atlanta nigga and so I'm gonna pick those three. All right no doubt no doubt I'm right there with rap with the remix the players ball bruh I don't even listen to the original players ball like that like if it ain't the remix I, I don't even listen to the joint like that um and I love the original players ball like that's one of them songs I think we did a show with songs that didn't need to be remixed players ball didn't need to be remixed but mm-hmm. You know they to you know they outdid themselves on that. Uh, another one, my one of my favorites, Jazzy Bell. Man, I, I love the production, the the drums. I love how the third verse comes in with with three thousand, um, and then so fresh, so clean. You know what I mean? Which is just yo. And and again, I forgot who said it about the visuals that I think it was Rec who said the visuals that come with it, like. Just, you know, like the whole video, like they getting ready to go to the club and then they end up at church. You know what I mean? And, you know, <laughs> Big Boy killed all the verses, you know, and 3000 don't even really rhyme on it. You know, he just at the end, you know what I mean? But that was like Big Boy just on his dolo John um, going at it. So let's talk about Cash for a minute. I, I feel like, and I want to know how y'all feel. I think 3000 is an incredible MC. But I also think people treat Big Boy like he just the, the the nigga to steal on or some shit like that. Like this dude don't got. In my opinion, what is this joint right here? This joint right here, and I know people really won't agree. This to me is five mics. I listen to Sir Lucius Leftwood. I love this joint. This joint right here, I love too. It may not be. It may be four in a pass on a great day. But I mean, Big Boy has put out three solid. 
solo albums to prove he can do it himself. Mm-hmm. It's crazy when I hear this, and, and, and I'll say slander, because y'all know I don't usually say that word a lot, but it's slander because Big Big can do everything. You want him to rhyme at 138 beats per minute? He can do that and not miss a step. You want him to rhyme crazy slow? He can do that and not miss a step. You want him to get on a remix with Missy over here? He can, I don't know if Big has missed in all of these years. You know what I mean? Whether it's on the track. And the thing that I'm always telling people is like, cool, 3,000 may be your go, but y'all act like Big wasn't right there with him. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, you may prefer 3,000 and 3,000's verse may have been a five mic, but don't act like Big was some two mic, like this nigga was Fat Joe on Flojo. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, let me know what y'all like. Porsche, do you, you know, not long-winded, but how do you feel about that? Because I see it on the timeline every day. It's like, it's never an outcast. It's like 3,000 that other nigga over there. You know, what do you think about Big? I, I love Big Boy. I think that like for me specifically i think that and i i mention this all the time big boy and andre are the most complimentary duo i think maybe ever um and i and i say that because i look at people like you know meth and red and like you know people who are very complimentary and they're great together but big boy and andre are this perfect balance that they bring something each one brings something um different and it complements the other perfectly to shine that strength so while andre may be a little bit more i don't know what the word is maybe like eccentric or a little bit out there a big boy is going to be that more um you know something a little bit more traditional i want to say in a way or or something that would like kind of appeal to a a different audience so they're able to do that like it's kind of like i don't know i don't think that without big boy i don't think that andre would be as revered as he is to be very honest um and i and i sorry i was agreeing yeah like I, i just think that i just think that it's because of big boy that everyone just is so towards Andre and, and it's so weird because I'm with you kill. I think big boy has put out consistently incredible albums. That Sir Lucius album is easily, easily five mics and that's without even like hesitation. So, and then you hear people say, well, Andre's my goat. I know he doesn't have a solo joint, but we'll pretend like, you know, um, that double album, that one's his solo joint, but you're completely disregarding the fact that Big Boy has several. You know, like he's got more than one and it didn't have to be on a double to get there. You know what I mean? So what's your criteria then? Like, are you just, I I honestly think it's it's some misdirected hate, to be honest. I I just cannot understand why people are so hard on Big Boy. He's incredible. He's incredible. I always tell folks, Dre may be the better lyricist, but I'd rather hang out with Big any fucking day. Like, <laughs> I, I, I have no urge to hang with Andre and play flutes, walking around little five yeah, points. I'd rather I hang out with Big all day. But maybe so. somebody, somebody else can explain, like, what would make Andre a better lyricist? Like, what is that? Like, on, on what? Uh, where? Like, and not, not mean, that I, he's not. But I'm just saying, like, if anything, I would say, you know... Big Boy's kind of proven himself with these so like he can carry an album and he can he, carry it very well, right? Right. And I'm and I'm not and I'm not mad at that. I'm just mad at what I feel like it's like 
that is Dre and that other nigga over there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like when I listen to the artist storytelling part three, why we in the club, you don't make it precipitate. You mean make it rain when you can make a thunderstorm? Like to me, 3000 may be wittier with the rhymes. Right. Like if you right. ask me whose rhyme do I prefer in Return of the Gangsta, I'm gonna tell you 3000s, but right. that's no knock on Dre. You know what right. I mean? It's like, who's the better player on the Lakers, LeBron or Anthony? LeBron, right. but that doesn't mean Anthony Davis is just that nigga over there. You know, right. like their right. combination. Eddie, what do you think about, do you, do you think, you know, that Big deserves his props? Do you think he is that, oh, you know? Absolutely, a absolutely. Um, you know, like they say, you know, it's the 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 player and the poet, you know, it's, it's like a yin-yang, you know, dynamic. Um, you know, I think um, if, if you ask who's the best pure rhymer, it's Big Boy, you know, hands down. Um, you know, big, big boy is the best pure rhyme. Uh, Andre is, um, you know, like he's he's poetic. Like he has a way of 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 putting his his words together. Um, that um, it's just different, you know. Um, to, and and I think that's what kind of stands out to, to people. But you know, you talk about you know, just rhyming and bars. Like big boy got bars. Like big boy got a hell of a lot of quotables too you know um and and it's funny because it in a way it would be similar to the praise that um q-tip got for um for tribe and uh and and fife um you know you know even though fife had all the the, the quotables really i mean i find myself quoting more fife lines you know for tribe but um then you know i think Q-tip was more like the, the the headliner, so to speak. You know, um, I think it's definitely closer with Andre and um, and Big Boy. I think there's a, there's a preference, you know. Um, but but it's it, it, it's really hard to say one is definitive definitively better than the other. Um, I think it's just a popular opinion that has kind of taken over and. Um, uh, of course, the young kids, you know, they kind of run with it, like, um, because if, you know, to your point, Kill, if Andre 3000 could be considered a GOAT, you know, you know, Big Boy was right there carrying them Outkast albums along with him. He had the, the better solo album in that um, Outkast double album, you know, Speaker Box, Love Below. I mean, right. I mean, I think most people that I've talked to prefer to Speaker Box as a body of work. And then his other solo albums, um, Andre 3000 doesn't have any solo albums. So, you know, why not give, uh, why, why, why not give Big Boy his flowers? I don't, I don't get it. Right. What about you, Jace? What you think? Big is dope? Yeah, no, nah, he's definitely dope. He definitely did his thing. But I think, um, Andre kind of got his more, more focus on him because he actually did songs with other people. Like I can't in my mind, I was just thinking like I don't I don't I can't remember any features with Big Boy that come to my mind. It's almost it's almost like what Eddie was saying about Tip. Like when you think about Tip, I just made a mixtape of all Tip's guest verses. Whereas with Fife, the only thing I remember him being on was Lost Move. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, Tip had all of these joint all these guest verses from everybody from Delight to Janet Jackson to Every, you know, around the time, if you was rhyming, you want a tip on your joint. You know what I mean? Whereas with Fife, 
that nigga's on last move, and that's it. No, last move was tight, man. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just saying, y'all both in the same group that's heralded as one of the greatest groups ever. Both one, but one of them has, you know, 100 guest features, and the other person in the same group got one. Like, so, and it's what Jason's saying, like, yo, 3,000 guy, he on Beyonce, he here, he there, he, you know. And then Dre got, I mean, Big Boy got like Missy. But I'm sorry, Jason, will you, will you finish? I think another thing is like, the juxtaposition of their personalities. Like, people say, like, um, Dre is a weirdo and all, all this kind of stuff. But, bro, you live in Atlanta. Have you ever seen Big Boy out? There it is. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, I, mean, I, I, I was saying that today. Like, I've been places out the way. Like, I've been, I saw, I saw uh, Dre three times in one day in Philly. Damn. Just walking around. I've been in like London in Notting Hill, walking down Portobello Road, and this dude's like walking like down the street by in the London. Like I've seen him in the airport by itself. I've never I've 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 never seen Big Boy anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean to me it was kind of funny, like I think he's the weirdo, but I like I kind of feel like Big Boy's more of a homebody. That may be a two. That may be a two. Another, another yeah. big, big. I mean, big references it, and I forget which rhyme it is. Big ain't out there because he's watching out for fools trying to gank him. And I remember yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was following um, three stacks. I forget which rhyme it is because somebody was about to try to jack him, but he had he was following him. So big is more under, you know, head on a swivel. Three stacks is more. Oh man, everybody love me. Nah, nah, they really don't. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think three thousand. He 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 just got that free spirit. Like that nigga's like, yo, I'm gonna fucking play a flute. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna just play a flute. Walking down the street. Yeah, walking down the street. Gate to gate. Like, right. Right. Have right. you guys what seen about that you? Key and Peele skit? That Key and Peele skit. That Key and Peele skit about Andre and Big Boy. Oh, it's hilarious! I, I'll, I'll send it to you guys after the show, man. Like right. they nailed it. They nailed it. Right. <laughs> Rick, what about you? Big dope or not? He he just that other nigga in the group. Nah, no. And the, <laughs> if you say that, you're not a true fan I agree. of, of, of hip hop. You just it, it, y'all said it. It's yeah. preference. It's subjective. It's what you prefer. Big boy is nice. Stop that shit. Yeah. Stop yeah, that. Period. Period. Big boy is nice. No, no. I get it. You like one more than the other. I just, I don't, I know when people try to put those top five lists and they say, well, Andre's on the top five list. I think, I'm not even going to go there, but no, no. Big Boy's nice. But, but Big Boy's nice. We don't have to. I, I, I digress. Big Boy's nice. What happens is, man, people disrespect uh, Big so much that you end up almost throwing shots at Dre when Dre didn't do that. That's just ignorant fans. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Very ignorant yeah. fans. Yeah. Big, Big Boy is nice, man. You listen to his verse on Skewed on the Barbie. Um, shit. I mean, anything. I, I can say a name on 40 different damn songs. Big Boy is nice. I He don't come whack. 
And I think it's like Vern said, it's a preference. Because at the end of the day, if we play every Outkast song, I may prefer Dre's verse, but that doesn't take none away from Big's verse. Correct. And that's, Correct. The, that's the problem. It's like to salute one doesn't mean you got to diss the other. You know what Correct. I mean? I no, like I Eric better than I like Parrish, but that didn't mean that Parrish was whacking EPMD. You know, it's Correct. just I preferred Eric over Parrish. What about you, Vern? What you, what you got on um, Big? I prefer three stacks, but... Think about it. Think about it. If, if I say, yo, you know I'm really waiting for you to pull Sleepy out your closet. Like on this episode, <laughs> every time you get up and walk away, you come back with stuff. I'm sitting here like, didn't your jersey just say cast? Now I say done. What the fuck? Like every I just, time I just, you, I just, I just flipped it around because I, we still right. like dungeon and right. I, I want right. to take this. Like, yeah, I'm like, God damn, every time you get up, I'm just waiting for you to come back with a pitbull puppy. Like, yo, I just got this nigga from Pitfall Pitbulls, too. Like, I'm just waiting for this pitbull puppy. I'm going to pull something else out. You're like a fucking magician tonight. Like, you just keep pulling stuff out your closet, bro. Right. Oh, so, Kill is funny. I have two on the slept on uh, MCs, and I had one of them as being big boy because, like you, I'm sick of people acting like, bro, how can you, how can you say, that three stacks is, you know, I hold them in high regard, top ten, whatever. But big carry the, his weight on all mm-hmm. them. Albums. He 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 was he was dope. I ain't gonna say he wasn't whack. He was dope. Think about it. Stacks ain't finna be hanging with no nobody who's whack. You you had okay. Uh, how can I explain? Because because it's frustrating. It yeah, is. I see. We're <laughs> about to give an SAT analysis out here on, on right. what it is. Uh, is Scottie Pippen Michael Jordan? No. No. Yep. no. But he on the top. He, right. top, he made the top right. 50 all yep. time NBA team, That's right? A perfect analogy. Okay, so that, okay. there we go. I was thinking same thing. There we, and, and then if you listen, Big's growth from Southern playerlistic to Quimini ATL is. Your ears is whack if you can't hear that. <laughs> you wow, know what I mean? right. I, wow. I'm, I'm gonna just stop right there. But yeah, stop with that foolishness, man. It, it, it's funny you said that comparing it to ball because I was saying to somebody today, you got a lot of people who just watch Sports Center and watch the highlights and then want to get on the timeline and talk about ball. <laughs> like you ain't even watched the whole game. Like I just tell niggas, don't tweet at me about Ben Simmons if you ain't watched at least three whole sixer games. This year, because yeah, if you just watch the goddamn highlights on Sports Center, <laughs> you ain't gonna look great. You know what I mean? But so I agree. With you. I just it's feel funny like about it's... Ben Simmons. Oh, you know, that, gonna you know, get a... yo, do you remember that one day uh, that I asked? I was like, yo, is is Ben Simmons even gonna get twenty? Right? And someone on your timeline was like, look, he has sixteen at the half. Guess what? He finished the game with. He had sixteen at the half. He finished the game with twenty. Just that twenty. I'm like, dude. Yeah, but I'm not gonna let me digress off of Ben. All right, boom. Right. So, and of course, Cass gets all the love, but let's talk about Goody Mob. You know what I mean? I we talking about Big not getting the love that he deserves. I feel like Goody Mob doesn't get the respect and the love that they deserve. Uh, to me, their first two albums again. First album five, my second mic you know, for my space players four in the past on a great day. I was living in Atlanta when still standing drop. So I think that holds a, another special place. Being in Atlanta when this when when Dungeon was popping, it, it's a whole nother vibe that I don't think people would have got, you know, if they were stayed in Philly or stayed up north. But being there 
when when that dropped and you know right after i think at aliens dropped first and then that or vice versa but like that's all you heard everywhere and i lived in decatur i didn't live in atlanta when the people say atlanta that's like downtown no nigga i lived in decatur on glenwood road so that's all we heard was so let's show some love to goody mob porch top three goody mob joints um i got cell therapy of course um then i got black ice and green um. green and I just, here's the thing. I remember we did an episode about Cruise a while ago. I think it was like two years ago or something. And I remember I didn't give Dungeon Family their just props because of CeeLo. And I kept saying like, CeeLo is this like shiny sequence wearing like pop star now. And I went back and I listened to the Goody Mob albums again and I was like shit like I totally forgot that CeeLo is a powerhouse MC like he <laughs> with Goody Mob was just great um so to me those those songs I mean the albums in general but those songs stand out for me um you've got Witch Doctor on Greeny Green like Witch Doctor I'm gonna talk about him on my Slept On um great like everything they just again um sound different than outcast but still sound unique in their own way and still like capture that southern feel that i want from a southern group and i and i love that i love that about goody and i i prefer i mean soul food and still standing are dope albums both of them are <laughs> my favorites but i prefer still standing over soul food personally um but those are my three and i just i cannot like i really have to um apologize for my for my um comment that episode about dungeon fam because CeeLo is is great and i need to retract my statement um again <laughs> i've done it before but i'll do it again <laughs> and every time that i can so there's no that doubt. no doubt no doubt Everybody, message. It's okay to retract the statement. Y'all don't have yeah. to stand on the hill. It's okay to Ever. come back. And I remember that episode. He's like, Porsche, just go listen again. He was like, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So definitely salute to you for that. Eddie, what about you? Top three goodie mob joints. <laughs> um, I got I, I gotta go with cell therapy. Um I got thought process with Andre and uh like Porsche said, black ice. Guy high. Yep. Yeah. Um but but yeah man um i think goody mob was dope i think uh you know the, the four of them mesh well um i actually think that you know CeeLo, as dope as CeeLo was i think he was doper within goody mob um you know they had kind of like this level of consciousness it's like reality rap like you, you listen um you know especially on that 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 first album um you know everything um you know it's just really and 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 even you know when i first heard that album at my age was like kind of some of it a, a little over my head that you know kind of doesn't hit me the same way as it does now that you know i'm a grown man you know um because they were speaking on on some 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 real stuff some real issues some real mm -hmm. situations which which i really appreciate it um but um i, I get what, what i was going to say about CeeLo is you know i think he was better in that um you see you got him on his solo albums and you know aside from you know him doing more singing and stuff i'm not sure if i you know want to hear a whole album there's something about that dynamic that just works all the four different voices and the way they contrast each other all right no doubt jace what about you uh i got black guys cell therapy 
And my third one would be, I guess, controversial, Get Up and Get Out. To me, that's not an Outkast song. That's a Goody Mob song. I mean, yeah, it was on their album, but it was like... I was going to say that. Thank it was just like... Yeah. Like that's that's a good emotion. Yeah, you can't get mad. I can't get mad at them calls right there, and that's a good call right there. Cause get up and get out. Everybody killed that verse. CeeLo and CeeLo set that thing off lovely. You know what I'm saying? I don't recall. Man, please, that that's a hip hop. That should have been a source quotable right there in itself. So don't call rack. What about you? I gotta say this, man. Uh, we had the pleasure of interviewing them uh, late last year before the album dropped, and you know we're all fans. But when you get to sit and listen to them talk in a group setting, those are some of the most educated brothers I've ever had the pleasure of sitting in front of from a standpoint of interview type stuff in my life. Um, Eddie, to, to caveat, they read Behold the Pale Horse before they wrote to say that. the album. They got uh, the book from a session they were in with Buster Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Buster Rhymes gave them the book. And that was it. They didn't know half of some of that stuff, and they read the book, and then that was it. They said they you can tell that by listening to the music, right? Right. And, yeah, I, and I was with talking. Eddie. It was <laughs> it was a little bit over my head, but my barber at the time always talked about that book, and he would say, "When you ready, I'm gonna give you this book." I turned about twenty, and he gave me my copy. So I feel you because that's the, I was just like, okay, I don't know what they're talking about, but I know it's something crazy. All right, so my three. Um, Yaha, love that joint. Um, thought process and don't dance no more. Um, shout out, shout don't out to my no man. More. Shout out to my man Lonnie Walker the third. His son plays for the Spurs. My LW four. That's my college teammate. He's bigger than me, kill. And this dude to be roughing me off in the layup line. <laughs> That's his joint. I had to put that on the mixtape for the game. So we come out. Doom, 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 doom. Hitting the left line like this, big ass six six motherfucker getting hyped. That song, yeah, the back boys to that joint, man. Goody Mob had us hyped, and those were one of the songs I bought that album with him at the record store with me. So shout out to Lonnie, man. But those are my three joints, man. Those are my three joints. We we listened to a lot of Goody Mob at that time. That's what's up. What about you, Gar? What's up to you, Jace? Because for bringing up what I was gonna say. Goody Mob is dope, and the Dungeon Family is dope because everybody contributed to everybody's success. Okay, yeah. you ain't out yet. We're going to use that song right there on this one, and it's going to be popping, and you're going to get heard on this one. So when your joint come out, you can say, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So shout out for that. Since everybody said cell therapy, the thought, the thought process, uh, black ice, I'm going to go with a song that I get pissed off that people don't talk about on Mother's Day. Guess who? Ooh. Bro, that, that is a dope you know, celebration about your mom. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with that one. I'm gonna go get rich to this because it's just fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and then this is one that nobody would ever say, but they they had did an album Age Against the Machine and I love that song Special Education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shined like I especially Timo shine what, like what I, joint is this bar? called special that they had an album called age against the machine yeah janelle, janelle monet sings the hook it's when CeeLo was on the voice mm-hmm. they performed it then it's, it's okay. called special education it, it's very dope so I'm, I'm gonna just pick those three since the other ones where everybody said all right 
No doubt. Um, I'm in line with everybody else. Cell Therapy, I think, is one of the dopest piano samples in hip-hop. Top 10 piano sample. I mean, when that joint starts the song off and then that beat drops, you know, that's just what it is. Um, I got to go with Black Ice. Love that joint to death. And I'm going to go with another joint that a lot of people don't talk about. Beautiful Skin. It's all still standing. Um, You know what I mean? One of my favorite songs. And I'm like, Porsche, I think I, I prefer... Still standing over Soul Food just because, again, I was living in Atlanta when it dropped. And and for folk who can't maybe understand that, I'm sure if you was living in Queensbridge when the infamous dropped, it would mean so much more for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And maybe even if you was in Brooklyn, like, you know, but I, I, I can't. And I've tried to have conversations with people about it. And I'm like, yo, I don't know if I don't live in Atlanta for that year, if I love Outkast and Goody as much as I do. You know what I mean? And it's like being there when it's almost like if, if your city like Jason, I don't know if you remember in 2001 when um the Sixers, we, we went to the chip that oh, year, like everywhere yeah. in Philly, like when Crazy. it's like when your team is winning, the whole city is behind it. Like I remember we was in the Willow Grove Mall and we stopped out on the ends. Every, every, every store in the food court got the game on. Like you just... That was the energy of still standing in ATL, ATLians in Atlanta. Like, so that's why if anybody can ever think about how your city felt like when the Yankees are winning or when, you know, whenever your city squad is winning like that and the whole city's behind you, that's what it felt like in Atlanta. You know what I mean? And it's hard to not fall in love with that if you there. Like, even if you just like, ah, outcast, all right, trust me. Yeah. I think if you was there when, when, when these things happened, you would, it definitely would spark something else in you. Vern, you were going to say something? So, so, you know, my mentor passed. Um, right. Saturday, I hopped in the ride, and I drove to Decatur, just riding. And I played um, Soul Food, the whole album. It's like It was like a gospel album for me, man. <laughs> you know? So, but but you killed, thank you. That's a great analogy of the sports team. We hadn't been winning, bro. So so when Outkast and, and Dungeon and, and Goody Mob, bro, we embraced them and, and we still embrace them. We hold them to a high regard because there were other people out that will remain nameless on this show before those groups, but they didn't necessarily represent Atlanta. So yeah, yeah. All right, no doubt, no doubt. Organized Noise, to me, one of the dopest production crews ever, in my opinion. Um, I could sit here and rattle off so many producers, and no disrespect to these producers, but Bink, Jake One, the Justice League, there's so many producers who have, you know, emulated the the organized sound. I think organized is the dopest production crew to mix live instruments with samples and drum programming than anybody I think they they do the best job of it. you know what I mean um of mixing the two together um but before I salute organized I want to say this because a lot of people get this mixed up people think that organized produced all the outcast albums and they right. did right. um so just trying to do do the knowledge real quick while everybody was talking on AT aliens organized noise produced nine on equipment they produced four and by the time they got to Stangonio they only produced three mm-hmm. so it's a testament to what Big and Dre did, which again, I don't know a lot of other people. The only other person I know offhand who did it was Havoc, who didn't start off as a producer for their first album, you know, because Mob Deep's first album, um, 
was, you know, produced by a large professor, you know, a whole, you know, bunch of producers. And then for Havoc to come back with the infamous and right. to produce such a crazy body of work like the infamous and for this to be your first produced album, that's that says a lot. You know, there's a lot of skilled producers who've been producing their whole life who can produce the infamous like that. Um, and it's the same with Outcast. I mean, we talk about elevators. That was that was Outcast who did that. Oh, okay. You know, not organized noise. You know, so uh, just want to give props to Outcast. This is one of my favorite Sorry, um, can pictures I just right add, here. Yo, can I add something to that though? Yeah. Go um, ahead. While we can, I mean, it's fantastic that Outcast moved into production of of their own tracks and whatnot. Um, I think that's a testament to actually to organize because they taught them what the whole thing, right? Um, I don't know that without the organized noise um, friendship and co- like compatibility that Outcast would be able to do that. And Vern can correct me if I'm wrong. I think on the documentary, um, if you watch it, there was a lot of collaboration and a lot of like. Um, organized noise teaching outcast along the way and then kind of being like okay now you guys are like ready to do whatever you want to do and you know they lean on organized noise so again um while yes it's a testament to outcast and shout outs to outcast for that that kind of goes back to how dope organized noise is that they really empowered their like family members so to speak to be able to do things like that as well i just want to say that on yeah, record Rico says on that documentary, no, nah, man, we ain't one of them crews that's going to try to keep you on the show. Yes. Yeah. You ain't going to be talking about 20 years from now, Rico stole my publish. <laughs> nah, nah, we let everybody eat, everybody live. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got to get into that after we yeah. salute Organize, because I got yeah. a question for y'all. But this is one of my favorite uh, pictures right there, if y'all can see it. It was them in the studio, MPC, SP-1200, just, you know, anytime I see any equipment, I'm always like, yeah, that's what's up. But Dope um, point for that, Porsche, because there's a lot of people who haven't done that. Right. You know what I mean? You got CL who've been in the studio with Pete Rock. I'm like, nigga, you don't know how to make beats yet? Like, dog, you done been up under Pete Rock <laughs> for five years. Like, dog, you should be an SB12, uh, you know, thespian by now. Same thing with Guru. Nigga, you've been in the studio with Premier since 1989, and you can't make no beats better than this? Like, so again... You know, just from the aspect of being taught or learning, whatever it was, you know. Um, but again, you're right. Without organized, I don't think cast would be where they are. Top five organized noise produced songs. Porsche, what you got for us? Okay, I got this song that I absolutely love, love, love is Don't Let Go by N Vogue. Um, yeah. I love that one. I think sometimes people forget that organized produced that. And that's, again, um, a testament to the the ability of organized noise to sort of like make their production style compatible with their with the group and the audience right so for me like they didn't come in with some um production that you would hear outcast over they really catered that towards en vogue and maximizing the instrumental backdrop for what in vogue was gonna with their vocals so for me like i i love that song when it dropped i still love it equally to this day so that one and then of course it's gonna be a repeat so i won't go into too much detail but skewed on the barbie which is my absolute favorite um outcast song ever um and then players ball cell therapy we the ones and backup plan so those ones and that's just surely just left but um 
so yeah, those are mine. And I just, again, um, organize is just, I think it shows a lot of range. I think it shows a lot of chemistry um, from from artist to artist and group to group. And um, I just love organized noise for that. So those are mine. No doubt, no doubt. And before I forget about this, Porsche, can you show everybody your hoodie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Glory. <laughs> Tracy if you haven't copped it, Trey <laughs> Lee's new album, oh, Glory, cop the album, shameless plug to the Apartment 5B lawyer. So you want to get that, you want to cop that Glory I'm going to be living in it from now on. So you guys will see this a lot more. I was going to wear mine, but I didn't want to be Trey Lee and the Gloriettes for the second week. So <laughs> let me just pass on being one of the Gloriettes this week. Eddie, what you got for your top five organized joints? All right, I, I got some of the same as, as Porsche, but I'll start off with Waterfalls, TLC. It's kind of along the lines with En Vogue, Don't Let Go, which is another one of mine. Um, I gotta have Cell Therapy on there. I mean, you already talked about a kill with that piano sample. Um, I got Cool Breeze, Watch for the Hook. Mm, uh, crazy track. And then uh, Screw It on the Barbecue. Yeah. And here's the funny thing, like what I was saying with organized noise. To this day, I don't know if cell therapy even is a sample. Like, it, I've it never is. come up. It is? The, the piano is from yeah. a, a ballet, a how to ballet. Okay. Uh, Ray, Ray talks about it on the Art of Organized Noise. That's where they got it. Yo, I'm so sorry that that's not on Netflix no more. Like, what happened? Like, I don't know. I've never seen Netflix put out something and then take it down. But that, but. Neither here nor there. So yeah, but that's a testament that I've been digging for God knows how long and I've not come across that sample and nobody that I know um, had either. Jace, what you got for your top five organized joints? I, I just wrote down some songs. I ain't actually- Yeah, yeah, yeah do your thing. There you go, you like me, Jace, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, as people talk and I'm looking up stuff like, huh? I guess, I guess they didn't produce that. Like, I'm seeing Mr. DJ for songs and Outkast. So I had uh, Elevators. I had Ghetto Camelot from uh, Cool Breeze. Mm. And I had Quimini and The Art of Storytelling 1. So they didn't do any of those. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to say, no, nah, they did, um, what did you say? Uh, you, one of the ones they, that well, you said they did. Well, they, they did Ghetto Camelot. Right. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Rack, what you got? Players ball the reprise. It's all good. It's all good. Players ball the reprise. Um, one that nobody fucking talks about that is my shit. Backbone. Five dudes. I heard that shit on Rap City mm. and I stopped <laughs> what I was doing. Yep. I, 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 don't, I don't remember what I was doing, but I know I stopped. Yep. <laughs> I went I went and bought Backbone's album, and I bought doubles of that single. It's in one of these boxes somewhere. It'll be up in shelves in a minute. That joint is fire. Yes, sir. Luda, Saturday. Okay. You yes, sir. This for me, man. <laughs> Love that yes, joint. Yes, sir. Yep. Love that joint. Benzor, Bima, mm. and um, they don't dance no more. Right. I ain't mad at that. Burn, what you got, good brother? People stole my stuff, so I'm going to just give you some other stuff. This is one nobody ever talks about. 
Blackberry Molasses by Mr. Yo. I'm, I'm gonna stop going last on my own. I'm gonna stop going last on my own goddamn show, man. I get jacked for everything by the time I talk. Yeah, man. Rich stole two or three of mine, so I'm, I'm just I I'm just probably on your list too, kill. Society of soul pushing. I don't have that, but I know the joint you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, Southern playlistic kind of like music. That. Whenever I want to feel like Atlanta and it's like 72 degrees, I open up the sunroof, I put the see me going about 85, it's just rolling, <laughs> playing that on repeat. So Southern Playlist, that's three. I believe they produce Adidas by Killer Mike and, and with Big Boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love uh, that joint. Yeah, yeah. Love that joint. Um, shoot, man. I'm, I'm trying to do stuff nobody else done. Um, man. Shout out to Dungeon Family. I, I'm like, uh, <laughs> right now. <laughs> Let's make some noise. <laughs> we Noriega, we drink champs. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll say watch for the hook. Watch for the hook. <laughs> Never ever has a, a, a rap crew been so diverse, and that's the truth. Yeah. All right, no doubt. Yeah. When you go last, you get jacked. So cell therapy, players ball, don't let go then Vogue joint. Here's the thing, man. They brought in Vogue back from the dead. Yes, nobody was nobody yes, was even thinking did. about in Vogue yes, at this point. And brought him back from the dead. And one of my favorite movies said it all. I love that movie. You, you've said um, this a few times, Kill. So shout yeah. out to your consistency with that. Oh yeah, thank you. You, you say that all the time. But I like to see people don't give people would you say? Did they want a Grammy or anything for that? I know I remember the song I was I don't know. Big. I don't know, but what I want, because sometimes people don't understand how dope, how hard that is to bring a crew back from the dead. You have some people who won't even want to touch you on mm-hmm. some old, ain't nobody checking for in Vogue right now, so I don't even want to put my name next to your name. So, number one, to, to want to deal with somebody who's basically kind of falling off, that says that you you feel like you know what you're doing, and like I said, don't let go. That's the top three in Vogue song for me, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So, Brought them back from the dead. Uh, Vern said Blackberry Molasses. Rex said Saturdays. I ain't even a huge Ludacris fan, but when Saturdays come on, yeah, that shit just is is crazy. And again, you wouldn't. I wouldn't even known they did that. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even thought organized <laughs> did Saturdays of, of all beats. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't sound like them. Now let me ask this question because one of the things that was brought up in the art of organized noise, and I don't know if you guys had a chance to read that article I sent out. But Rico felt some kind of way about Outkast not including them production-wise, you know, on Speaker Box and Love Below. Um, I don't know if that's hindsight, like, well, the shit sold 10 million records and that publishing check would have looked nice. I don't know if it was while they were recording this, like, damn, we ain't even get a phone call. Because as I said, you can see the number of production credits started to go down. Southern Playlistic was everything. AT Aliens was nine. Equipment I was four. Stangonia was three. So it was like we literally were counting the fuck down to zero. So by the time they got the speaker box, uh, it's at zero. Do y'all think, again, not knowing the background, I'm sure these people, I always tell people, when you've been in business, not only when you've been in friendship with people for over 20, 25 years, you're going to have some ups and downs, especially if you put business in that friendship. I mean, if you just go on YouTube and put up Raekwon or in RZA, 
I, I, Vegas had put out something about Raekwon and RZA the other day. I couldn't find it, so I just went to YouTube. And I'm just like, I'm going through all this shit. RZA, why he don't fuck with Ray? Ray, why he don't fuck with RZA? Ghostface don't fuck with RZA. Like, you know, when you do business and friendship with people, you have your fallings out. You know, to me, it's almost natural. Do you think that that is fucked up on Outkast part? That, like you said, Porsche, and like I said, we're going to come back to it, that this is the team that taught y'all what to do. Taught y'all everything. And the the number, like, do you think, like, yo, you got to be guaranteed a spot? Because then it's almost like Vern said, hey, I want to keep you in a chokehold. Go out and fly on your own, but fly, but, you know, don't fly too far away without forgetting about us. So how do you feel about, you know, they taught them everything they know, took them under their wing, yo, fly and be free. And niggas went and be free. So do you think <laughs> that that's shady or do you think, like, do you think a conversation should have been had? Do you think it's... You know, I, I share with the group I got Moosade. Do you think that, you know, you should have at least one track? Like, you should be guaranteed one track per album for what we did? What, what do you think, Porsche? Um, I, I think a conversation should have been had. Um, I don't think that... I don't... I mean, I can't say that it's not shady because if a conversation wasn't had, then there was an element of shadiness there. I don't think that outcast had to guarantee a spot i don't think they had to do anything i don't think it's it was owed but i think out of um i think that it would have been good for everybody and rico wouldn't have felt a way if a conversation would have been had and i think that because it wasn't had like i put that more on outcast than i do organized because i feel like why why would it, why aren't you able to have that conversation like why here's a question let me interrupt you for a second do we because i don't know so i'm asking do we know that a conversation wasn't had or are we just assuming well I, i'm assuming if based on the fact that rico felt away because i feel okay. like if a conversation was had and communication was clear then there would have been no surprises and it would have been like okay bet like you guys are going to do your own thing or there would have been a reason why they they were going to go that way and I think that like that's all that it needed. I don't I don't think that it should have been expected. Like I don't think organized should have been like, well, they owe us or we have to or we should have been guaranteed. I, I think that's kind of silly. Um, because at the end of end of the day it it is business. Um, but I do think that Outcast sort of dropped the ball there and should have been a little bit more um considerate and a little bit more you know, just thoughtful um, with regards to that. I mean, at the end of the day, they did they did help you catapult your careers to where it was. And then you, you didn't even, like, again, this is assuming there was no conversation. If there was, then of course I stand corrected. But um, if I just feel like, yes, a conversation should have been had and there is an element of shadiness if there wasn't. Um, because, and I, and I honestly put that on outcast, not on organized. So that's just me. What you think, Ed? Yeah, I, it makes me think because obviously uh, Speaker Box and, and Love Below was uh, just a very different album, right? It was essentially two separate albums just packaged as one, um, you know, so wh whatever direction they were moving in, um, you know, I'm sure um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it was like Andre had full creative control over his album and Big Boy had full creative control over his, even though they were featured on each other's. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting that neither one of them 
reached out to organize, you know, unless that was part of the deal. Like, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to do our own projects, but we're not going to involve them. But I, I, I really don't know. Um, you know, but I, I do think it, it should have been a courtesy to at least reach out to them. And if that was their plan, you know, let them know, hey, you know, we, we got this project going on. Um, we're going to try to do it on our own, you know, no hard feelings, you know, um, it's just kind of the direction we're going. You know, I'm sure that would have been cool. Um, but it, it, it kind of, you know, I, I'm not sure if it was shady, but it kind of feels a little shady when you kind of ghost them and don't kind of even let them know that. I mean, so. Right. All right. What do you think, Jace? All right. So, question. We know that they didn't do anything on, on either one of them? Yeah, they didn't do anything okay. on that. That was that was Rico's oh, okay. beef. Like, oh, okay. that's y'all biggest album and y'all ain't even call us. Uh, I was going to say, like, that's a business move. Like, you know what I mean, that's padding your budget. Because, like, if you're the, the artist, you actually produce your own. That's like, you know what I mean? They're willing, the labels are willing to give you more money than actually paying somebody to come in. Oh, he's asking for like nah. You can be like, I want hundred thousand. I'm producing myself. I want a hundred thousand per track added to my budget. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Travis Scott did the same thing. Like, you, it was hard to find out who the hell was producing Travis Scott before Adderall. And it was like twelve people right. that actually got credit. So, I don't know. All right, what you think, right? Would we be saying this if that shit went wood? I mean, not at all <laughs> you know it's 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 subjective because um like you said they gave them the tools to be free you can't be mad when the motherfucker go sell a hundred million and did not include you i get it yeah give them a courtesy i say man you know give them one track or two but if they don't they don't you know organized noise is dope enough to stand on their own and go do something with somebody else that can sell a hundred million you know i get i get it you know but like you said friends in business in all actuality that's a tight line you walk in you know you gotta take that shit out of the equation mm-hmm. ain't no friendship when the motherfucking bottom line is involved at all this motherfucker right. what's the bottom line what's the business what's the shit in the middle ain't got time for it so I, i'm you know it's messed up that that's how he feels but you know, you got to know that at that stage of the game, you don't sold that many records. You got to know that at some point you might not get a track on an album with a group that can sell 10 million out of the gate. Right. What would you, you think? Know, I, I'm sorry. I, I just thought of something real quick before you go to Vern. So Sleepy Brown was featured yes, was. on The Way You Move. He He's part of Organized Noise, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. So... Now, now I'm even more confused. <laughs> That's a good point, Ed. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm gonna look. I love, up, how, God works. I love how God works because it's running up. And I'm, I'm coming to my point right here. Uh, but great point, Ed. Were you gonna say, Vern? So yes, thank you, Eddie, because I was gonna mention that as well. Um, it, it might have been nice, but it's not old to them. Um, contractually or whatever, and, and, and I mean, it's like the writing was on the wall. If your production credits were going down and down and down and down and down, I mean, eventually it was going to be there. I mean, and, and after I, I, I imagine Cash felt like, look, man, you know, y'all helped us eat. We helped y'all eat, you know, so let's just do the thing. And it's not like it was a mystery. 
they produced it right here in Atlanta. And each, I don't know how many albums songs were on each album, like 15 a piece or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so, so it, they didn't do that in under a rock somewhere. It, it, nah, they were probably right at Stankonia. Stank, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Couldn't have been a shock to, to Rico and all them. Um, it just is what it is, man. So I don't begrudge it. And, and, and to your point, Rex, if it had gone wood, we would be talking about it. You know, it, it would be nice to be on the, what, how many diamonds did it go? I mean, it went 10. It went 10 million. I know it went 10, but at this stage, who knows? Yeah, it would have been nice, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you know, sorry. <laughs> no, I feel you. And I think for me, it's, it's, it's hard because being a producer, it's one of those things like, in my head, I feel like large, like Nas, I fuck it, I'll say, oh, he, I feel like he owes, Nas owes large pro with track. You know what I mean? Like, like you put me on. Like without without Large Professor, like Nas is probably dead. Just on some real shit. The way niggas talk about Queensbridge, that nigga's probably dead. You know what I mean? So I'm a fi- I don't for me, I don't care which way I'm moving as an artist. I I yo, lo, keep sending me shit, bro. Keep sending me shit. You know, I get you on a remix because the hard part is at this point. Or, you know, Speaker Box Love Below is like 2000, 2001. At this point, Organized Noise is dead in the water. Nobody's calling. Nobody's, you know, there's no phone calls. There's no knocks at the door. It's kind of like your man is doing bad. Your man who you used to give all the rides to and the man who you looked out for and and all of that, like he doing bad. So I can understand Rico feeling like, damn, I'm I'm standing here waiting on the Marta bus and I just seen Big Boy drop by in the new Phantom. You know what I mean? So again, is it? It's different. It's different ways, and this is where it's hard when you come up in the game with somebody. Because Outcast was kids, you know. Because Rico and them are older than them, you know. So this is high school to now. So again, you know, does somebody who I helped get on and, and make their album and make the noise? Do they owe me anything? I ain't gonna hold y'all. I feel like they do. Like you gotta, you, you, you. And maybe old isn't the right way, but you know, maybe I want you to look out too. Like I looked out for you. Now look out for me. You're in a position to win. Help me bring up and be in a position to win. You know what I mean? So I don't know if it's old. I always say it all the time. It's how, you know, it's how folk are raised. You know, my mom's raised me to be a very given person. It doesn't matter how it, however many times people jerk me over, I'm not gonna stop being given to the next person. You know what I mean? Like that's just the way I was raised. Then maybe these people weren't raised the same way to kind of understand, oh, I'm supposed to look out for somebody, you know, because there are parents out there who don't teach their kids, look out for somebody, think about somebody else. I've had Naomi out here in the hood with me giving back since she could walk. So she understands the, 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 the importance of, oh, I got some money, so let me go feed these people who don't have some money. Somebody else wasn't taught that, you know what I mean? So again, I, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle of, I don't know if it's old, but it's like, yo, if your peoples is doing bad, let me just keep it a buck with you. Every goddamn beat on fucking uh, uh, speaker box wasn't crazy. It wasn't. So it ain't like it was. We talking about Illmatic, and it was like, goddamn. I mean, what beat would we take off to to fit organize me? It was plenty of beats that could have been taken off of that shit. To be honest with you, that's my probably least favorite big solo album is Speaker Box. So it's not like we talking about some hip hop iconic album that's like, well, what would you take off? Represent a one. There's a lot of 
To me, there's some bricks on speaker box. Yep. Love Below the same way. It yep. ain't like these niggas can't do R and B. I actually, you know, as much I actually, as I love Spread and Happy Valentine's Day, I'm sure Organized could have cooked up something that could have fit in just like that. But again, I don't know because maybe they had a falling out. Maybe there was some fuck yous. Maybe there was some you tried to kick it to my girl. And so again, this is just people people watching at home. <laughs> this is just folk from the outside looking in. I don't know. You know. 3,000 could be screaming that screen right now. Nigga, you don't know what the niggas did. You 100% right. We don't. This is just folk outside looking in. But Vern, what are you going to say? At, at what point do you... Okay, because like I said, the three or four albums in, they they had production on, with, with Outkast. Right. Is there... Is there um, at what point do you stop owing... You know what I mean? <laughs> On, on uh, organized noise, a track. Or, or you know, to your point, with kill. I guess you never stop. Boy, and see, it, 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 <laughs> but here's the bad part. When you say it like that, the shit sounds bad. You know, so that's why I said maybe it's not Owen. Here's the thing. You know, when I was in college, I didn't have a car. That man right there would take me to the airport to pick up my girl from the airport. This dude was my guy. Anytime I need to go somewhere, we drove to Atlanta. He drive me to Philly. So I don't know if I feel like I owe him, but anything that that man needs, he could call me and I'm going to give it to him if I got it. You I see what I'm saying? So, and I don't know if that's a, it. it y'all define that. The, is that owing him or is that just it's, he it's looked right. out for me it's when look, I didn't have it? It's looking out. It's looking out. To your point, Kill, my man, Derek Jackson, I'm going to shout him out for his government. When I moved to Atlanta in 86, that has been my ace since then. And I talked about it on one of the shows where you know, him and his wife was, you know, we all struggled. Derek used to cut my hair from ninth grade through college for free. You know, we worked at Burger King together. When I got a car, I'd pick him up for school, whatever, whatever. Used to hang out with him in Athens. We'd become adults. I was like, hey man, y'all meet me downtown at this restaurant. We ate, we walked into the Fox to see Jill Scott. And he knew, he knew his wife didn't know. I told him, don't tell her. We walking and we walking and we walking. We stopped like three rows from the front. I was like, bruh, I will never forget what you did for me. And I got that art piece. I don't know if you can see it. It's a DJ declares bad. I got that piece of artwork and I got two downstairs. He's an artist. I'm gonna always ride for my dude. You know what I mean? I, I did his mom's house, his brother, him. You know, so so we we it's a constant give and take. So I'm contradicting myself now because I like you. Kid. But no, no, no. But 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 it's a good conversation because maybe the word isn't owed. Yeah. You know, yeah. like Jake's. I don't know if you feel like I owe you for what you did for me through college. You see what I'm saying? But oh, no. the, the situation no. is, is it doesn't matter if uh, Jake's. We haven't hung out probably about three or four years. The last time we was in Philly. But to my point is, it doesn't matter for me. If he called me and we hadn't spoken 10 years and he said, yo, kill, I need such and such and such. If I got it, I'm going to give it to him. So maybe the word owed is not the right word because I yeah. don't feel like maybe it's just I know how he looked out for me. So I feel like there's no time limit. Like, yeah. nigga, I've been out of college 25 years. I mean, the statute of limitations of owing somebody <laughs> is probably up after 25 years. But if he calls me tomorrow, like, kill, I need a beat, nigga, here. Hell, don't worry about no money. All the shit you did yeah. for me, just do what you do. Like, yeah. so maybe, maybe that's what you I'm know, saying. I forgot about that beat. What happened? <laughs> what you say? I said, I forgot about that. Yeah, beat. I still need to send you that beat. I forgot which one it was. But 
um, it, it's yours, whatever it was. But what I'm saying is maybe that's why I'm saying maybe we're using the wrong word in O. So I don't, you know, because you're right. When you say it like that, well, damn, kill. How long you going? How long they going? Oh, Rico and them. It's like, damn, that do sound bad. But then when I give the example of Jason, what he did for me, it don't sound bad that, yo, I remember what you did. So no matter what you ever need, nigga, I got you. It don't matter. We will be 70 years old. So maybe so we just have to find a new word because O is just the wrong word in this in this situation. So we'll have to figure it out now. One day. You know, we'll figure out what the right word is, but I feel you. So let me tell you this. So this top five crews is good. Is is the Dungeon Family a top five hip hop crew for you? Um, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes. They are, they they come in at the number five spot for me behind the Juice Crew, Boot Camp, Click, Wu Tang, and Hit Squad. They come in at the number five spot. I tell people, Juice Crew. We, we, <laughs> I'm kidding. I want to know why you laughing. What's up, Jace? No, you said Juice Crew. I like. I I don't know. I just, I just forgot about them. <laughs> but I went um, through my man Salim. Shout out to my man Salim. The plug. He got me a, a joint where through Apartment Five B. I do ticket giveaways at the Howard in DC. So I'm at every hip hop show, R&B show at the Howard. And the Dungeon Family came through maybe a year ago for like their 20th anniversary tour. They tore that shit down. It was everybody but 3,000. And I mean, they tore that shit down. And I loved how they did it. Goody would come out and do two songs. Then Big Boy and Sleepy would come out and do two songs. Then, you know, Witch Doctor would come out and do a song. Then Cool Breeze would come. They just kept the rotation going. So it wasn't just like, okay, we're doing the Outcast set. We're doing this. They just kept the rotation going. Had two DJs. I tell people this all the time. Scratching, actually DJing. Any other show at the Howard, the DJ is just pressing start and stop. You know, they're... There's no y'all know y'all been to hip hop shows. Your motherfucker turn that shit off. All right. All right, yo, turn my shit on. Like that's it. There's no scratching, there's no blending. They had two DJs scratch. I mean, they tore, they tore it down. They tore it down. So yes, for me, the dungeon family is definitely top five. Um, but but behind, like I said, the people I named. And the only reason why they come in at five and not closer is because I won't hold you. I wasn't a big fan of the Cool Breeze album. Really didn't get into Witch Doctor like that. Like to me, when I think Dungeon is Goody Mob and and um Outcast, you know what I mean. So that's the only reason why they coming at the number five spot. I salute Cool Breeze and Witch Doctor and you know PA, but as a whole, they they do make my spot at the number five spot. Porsche, what about you? Um, I got them in top three, and I think like the older I get, I feel like the more they they go up in rank and i think the reason for that is that things like before wu-tang wu-tang was my favorite crew of all time um i I have dungeon fam above them um and i and the reason for that is just simply the the amount of like family like they, they call themselves the dungeon family and they truly acted and and carried themselves like a family um, within themselves and we never really heard of any big huge falling out any lawsuits any shady deals on the side like we did with let's say Wu-Tang for example with well, I mean Goody Mob did make One Monkey Don't Stop no show like there, there have been some issues <laughs> you know <laughs> within the dungeon family no, you know, I- they called the nigga a monkey like so oh man uh, I mean <laughs> The thing is, is like, what I mean is, organized noise taught outcast, you know how to how to um, right. produce, and th- they just feel they feel like a family. That and 
as a fan, I never really heard any messy business from them throughout their, I mean, come on, Wu-Tang is riddled with mess. Like they're just messy all over the place. And we but all- you know, to me what makes them, but, but to me, what makes that dope is that's real family shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yes, like no. family shit yes, is gonna no. get- Because uh, sometimes, yes, like I agree with you, families have some messiness, but a lot of times, and I think it just depends, I guess, maybe our backgrounds, our cultures, what right. we're pretty much accustomed to. Like my back, my culture, like Persian culture, we're not, we don't put these kinds of things on front street, right? So to me, when I look at Dungeon family, if they had a lot of messiness, it I was- I see what you're saying, that, that it was behind closed doors. It, was it wasn't gonna be on doors. YouTube. It was respectful. They never really got, put anyone right. in their- I see what you're saying. Bad. So for me, I, I really, really respect that. And I, and it, every time I heard like some issue with Wu Tang, like that um, album that got sold to Silver Bells, Silver, right. whatever. Um, <laughs> every time I hear things like that, like I cringe because I'm like, oh, you guys, like, can't you guys just like shut your mouths about something like Riza's got like 10 floods I mean Raekwon's not talking to Ghost Ghost isn't talking to Shaheem like it's just a it's just a mess all over the place you know what I mean um so I see, I see what you're saying that just publicly yeah, they kept like, it in-house they kept everything in-house they kept everything in-house and they they upheld each other's respect in front of fans so to speak. And I really, really appreciate that. I think it takes, especially in the industry, especially when there's money involved, I think it takes a lot of respect and discipline to do that and to do that long-term. And even to this day, when when um, Organized Noise is talking about you know, their experience with the groups and produ producing for people and, you know, the dungeon and people coming and going, it's all in love. It's it all, at the end of the day, you just feel like they let you into that family. And for that, I, they just keep go, kind of going up in ranks for me. So yes, right. definitely top thoughts. Um, I love them, so. All right, cool. Um... Oh, you know what I was gonna say real quick about when we were dealing with Owen Byrne? I don't know if you saw the uh, Whispers uh, TV One special, mm -hmm. but what struck me about them is when they said one of them, I think was locked up or one of them yeah. was, that they kept paying them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the first, yeah, Jay's like, huh? <laughs> like, like, yeah, like that was the first yeah. time I'd ever heard of something like that, where it was like, no, we're gonna keep giving his family his cut. You know, cause normally it's cutthroat. You can't make the show, nigga, you don't get paid. You know what I mean? So, I, again, like, you know, we'll figure the word, but it's like, did the whispers owe that to him or was that the friendship? So we still got to find a word for that Owen. And I'll come back to my other question later. Eddie, what you got? Top five crew? Yeah, so I got him at number four. Um, so I got Juice Crew, Native Tongues, mm -hmm. uh, Wu-Tang. Uh, then I got Dungeon Fam and then Boot Camp right behind them. Um so the reason why I got I got Dungeon Fam above Bootcamp just because of influence. Um, right. So I feel like you know all, all those top four has has more influence. You know, obviously you know Juice Crew is. I mean, they, they legendary MCs, all of them uh, native tongues. You know the sound that they brought. Uh, Wu Tang again. You know, uh, you know Wu, Wu, Wu Tang just kind of changed his thing and. You know, uh, Dungeon Fam. You know what they did for for a Atlanta. Um, you know about about the whole you know family thing. I think you know the thing about the thing about Wu Tang is that um, 
you know, I, I, I understand. I, I think the whole silver rings thing um, rings. Mm. was... Yeah. I always call them silver bells. Sorry, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all good. Um, it's not that know, fucking I, different. So it's still a bad thing. It's honestly. not that different. Obviously, that was messy, and I mean, but it it, it is it, it is a family. I mean, you know, I think the the fact that they still, you know, they they're still a crew. You know, after all these years with with that many members, you know. Um, you know, obviously they have the Wu affiliates, which have have come and gone. But you know, um, aside from you know, um, you know, ODB, rest in peace. You know, but rest of the crew is intact. Um, right. Capadonna, I don't know what he's doing. He got the jungle. Please, we, we, we're not going to talk about that. Out. Let's just, just let's just. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like they still, they 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 still finding ways to collaborate together. Um, you know. Even if it's not the whole, I mean, they came out with the album. They have Red Man on there, but you know, even individual members collaborating with each other, you know, it's still nice to see. Uh, but 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 going back to Dungeon Fam, um, you know, yeah, I mean, e- e- even though obviously Outcast and Goody Mob were, were were the top two acts, you know, but I mean, the, the impact alone, you know, put, puts them up there. Um, All right, and what's for dope, you know, in 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 the circle of that whole crew their features and all that um but but yeah that that's all right no doubt jace you got them top five yeah i got them top five i don't really have a specific order but i got them top five just out of the sheer number of people that they had and then the amount of profit they put out like everybody put out an album right like i'll ride around playing slim calhoun the motherfuckers like who the fuck is that <laughs> right right, right. Calhoun. Fuck is wrong right right <laughs> and that's a good point because you got a lot of crews where people don't put out the album you know they in the crew but the album never drops yeah yeah so that's a good yep. point that's a good point i'm like yo captain dunn family like he's in there too like yeah there's a lot of yeah, <laughs> Kill Mike. yeah Kill Mike. <laughs> and they all nice yeah yep. yeah you right about that wreck what about you we top five yeah they make it off of influence um Maybe not so much outside of Goody, um, Dungeon, and uh, Outcast as far as music, but influence for the South. Yeah, there, ain't no, there is no, there is no dirty South without the Dungeon family, without you know Timo and them guys. That's that's them. Yeah. So yeah, that's a whole culture down there. That's a whole way of movement. There is there is a certain things within the region and the movement as we know it without them. Right. So. Vern, yeah, what about you? Yes. All right. I ain't got to say nothing else, but yes. Um, question, because of what everybody's saying about the influence, Vern, you're still in Atlanta. Um, do you feel like Atlanta, that, that they're still heralded, like, I guess, in this new Atlanta? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you got a trap museum, and I'm like, if y'all got a trap museum, how don't y'all have a dungeon museum? Like, so do you feel like Atlanta, like because everybody up here has said the impact that they have the South, there is no dirty South without them. Do you feel like new Atlanta um, loves outcasts as much as and loves the Dungeon family as much as we do? No. And if not, why? OK, so let me start by saying that I'm, I'm get off my lawn, dude, right now. I hate the new Atlanta. OK. I went downtown <laughs> on Saturday with my daughter. 
I don't mess with Buckhead and, and all that because it's full of scammers, people robbing, shooting. Just it ain't it ain't the love that Atlanta was then. I mean, it, yeah, it was crime and drug dealing and all that then, but it, it's just buck wild. But now I'm hearing about people getting shot at Linux Mall. I'm like, God damn, yeah. y'all shooting up yeah. Linux Mall? Man, they can explain what it was. Six, seven, eight, nine shooting. On the on the newest um Goody Mob album, they said, man, great. I mean, uh, Lenny's like Greenbrier now. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And I never yeah. wanted to go to Greenbrier when I yeah, lived yeah. down there, too. So. Yeah. Um, and then from the music side of it, no. And it's funny because one of the big acts is Rico Cousin. He was birthed in the dungeon. Family. In dungeon? Yeah. Uh, future. Future. So, yeah, yeah. So, but. But I mean, it's it's the sign of the time, sign of kids not respecting their elders. You got this other clown talking about he don't know no three stacks, bro. You wouldn't have a Jeffrey without three stacks. The foolishness. Um, right. So no, they're not revered as, as they were. But I think that's more of a testament to the the, the young bucks not respecting the past and understanding that without them there is no them. Right. right. Now I feel like I said as soon as I heard there was a trap museum, I'm like, and there ain't no dungeon museum. But I, I can't call that. Another thing I was trying to think about. What do you guys think about this? Just real quick, because I want to get on with the rest of it. But I just thought about this. A couple of years ago, Big brought the original dungeon house. That, if I'm not mistaken, Vern, is that Rico's mother's house? Rico's mother's mother's house. But Rico no has moved. Had moved since then somebody else okay if, if you look on the art of organized somebody else was living in the house when when rico and them went back there so yeah okay all right all right i just thought that i thought that was dope you know that 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 he copped it um you know and everything like that so i thought that was dope um all right slept on mc out out the dungeon family slept on mc porsche who you got i got uh witch doctor um okay. and I and I, I say that because he was slept on to me. Um I literally had to like dig for that um inside of, of when I you know when I was kind of educating myself about the dungeon family years ago. Um I was like, well who's this and who's that? And um I, I love Killer Mike. I, I don't really mess with Killer Mike and LP like that kind of thing, but um Witch Doctor to me is is dope. He's like, if I was going to compare him to anybody in a crew, it would, he's, he reminds me of like the Shaheem of Wu-Tang. Does that make sense? Um, in a way. And I love that. I think he's like the edgy rapper. Um, he has his album, um, a SWAT healing uh, ritual. Um, that one, like to me, it's, it's such a dope listen. Um, I think he, his, uh, like rapping skills are pretty much on display there. That's his debut. And, um, organized, produced it. Um, dope joint, dope joint. Like again, that one. If you guys spin it, um, you'll see again the range of organized and how they can cater the production to still kind of capture the South, but then very much um, gauge it towards the rapper because Witch Doctor doesn't sound like anybody else um, in the crew oh. at all. And but he's dope <laughs> as hell to me. Um, so right. I find that album very enjoyable. And uh, yeah, I mean, one of my um, goody joints was the one featuring Witch Doctor as well. I, I think he's just such a such a good addition to that family. So to me, for me, it's Witch Doctor. And I also have Big Boy, but um, I mean, we talked about it, so. All right, no doubt. Eddie, who you got? 
I got Cool Breeze, um, you know, um, I, I was a fan of Cool Breeze, you know, um, when that uh, when that joint came out, he, he dropped um, Watch for the Hook and, you know, I, I, I went, I, I copped that album. I, I, I liked it. I mean, you know, ha- have I revisited a bunch of times? Not really, but um, you know, he's dope. He has some dope verses with the crew, like um, uh, probably uh, the one that stands out most is uh, him on Dirty South. Um, that was his song. He that was the song. song that they. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense then. Yeah. All right. Cool breeze. That's dope. Jace, who you got? Uh, Slim Calhoun. All right. <laughs> Slim Cutter. <laughs> well, I, was, I, I don't know. I just like I, I just like dude's voice, and to me, it seems like. T.I. kind of got something from him. I was going to say, he's a precursor to T.I. Yes. Yeah, I feel yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, it, it reminds me because their, their styles were kind of the same. I don't know whether like in Philly and Atlanta, everybody like kind of rhymes the same way. Yeah. They, yeah. they get to that point, but it, yeah. he kind of reminds me of T.I. I, I can see that too, now that you're saying that. It. It's funny because their times kind of meshed and I, I thought one was the other uh, when, when T.I. was coming out. I found out it wasn't because I think Slim Cutter Calhoun had that single out at the time when T.I. was just coming out. That's a dope point. I never think about that before. The, 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 sing, the singles merged and, you know, you can't tell who's who if you don't, if you ain't really listening. They sound That's a good point. Right. I didn't think about that. I need to go back and listen to that Slim joint because I remember loving that joint. Um, yeah, Slim Cutter Calhoun. Kinda lost, yeah, just kind of lost touch with it. Yeah. Rack, who you got for your single? That song, okay? Yes. Yes, he was dope as fuck. I'm like, yo, who is that's is that the other? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, who you got for yours? My guy's backbone, man. That concrete law album. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) One and only album, man. Like five dudes, four trades. Yeah, that, <laughs> that thing was crazy. Kill dog, that thing was crazy, man. Yo, y'all bringing back memories, man. That that's man, so much dope music that throughout the years I just kind of forgot about. But you know, I gotta definitely go back and revisit, man. What oh, about man, you, bro? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. We should we should have I was gonna say Porsche. I had to go back and do my history with um your guy. I didn't like him at first, Witch Doctor. Oh. But then I, I went back and I listened to that Killy Two Click John. Yeah. I was when I, I was driving from uh, I was driving from Houston to San Antonio. Nice. Me and my wife we had separate cars, so I got to bang whatever. And nice. I was like, yeah. So good, good pick. Nice. No, no, no. Vern, who you got? Mr. Cameron Gibb, the mutant. <laughs> he called him the mutant. I'm sorry, yeah, kid. Good. I ain't going. I'm, I'm not going to last no more. I'm, I'm gonna go in the middle. I try not to go first and be polite to everybody else. Like you come to my apartment, y'all eat first. Then there ain't no food left for me. I'm gonna start eating in the middle. Go ahead, explain Big Gip, Brian. Big Gip. <laughs> People talk about uh, Three Stacks originality, like his dress and all that. Mm-hmm. That's, That's Gip. Yeah. That's Gip. Gip. Yeah. And, and, and I love his unorthodox rhyming. Uh, he, he says things they don't rhyme, but Gip has a persona that that makes him dope, man. And, and he's always been like that from album number one. And it's crazy that uh, LaFace tra- tried to be all janky and offer him uh, <laughs> and CeeLo uh, solo yeah, deals. Solo deals. No, I'm not taking it because if I do, it will never be good enough. And I was glad that he did was able to branch out with. Uh, 
Nelly and all them boys and do his thing. So yeah, Cameron Gibb. And I got Gibb too. Um, for everything Burn just said. Truth be told, man, I ain't never cared nothing about no celebrity couples. I ain't never cared who's banging who. But him and Joy just look like a dope couple. Like, it's him and Joy and Nipsey and Lauren. Like, those are the only two celebrity couples in the history of hip-hop that I've ever given a fuck about um, was, was, was Gip and Joy. And people sleep on Joy. I know I know she ain't dungeon, but people sleep on Joy. Joy was fire. Joy was fire. Yeah, her birthday was uh, this week. So happy birthday, Joy. Oh, is that why she was posting all those pictures? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want. I don't even want. I don't even want to ask. Nah, she posted some nice, some just some nice stuff from like the early, early nineties. Trying to go, it was just it was oh, cool. Okay, she okay. just turned. She turned fifty. I think so. It was just really cool to see her. You know, she posted a lot of pictures from her early years that we probably didn't get to see pre Joy, and it was just cool to see it. It was real cool to see it. Posted last week how she was almost frustrated that. Her art is not appreciated. I was like, man, I was just bumping your junk tonight. You, yeah. you might not be appreciated by the masses, but you don't. Yo, I'll tell you this. Joy and Sleepy Brown got two banging ass, uh, like, fire and desire type songs, man. Like, got some some dope, freaky shit. So, yeah, yeah Joy yeah. Joy is definitely appreciated. So, okay, um, I'm going to check that out. <laughs> what is y'all favorite album out the dungeon? Favorite album? Porsche. Uh, oh, like, um, you mean like including Outkast, including you got including everybody. You got to pull one album. You got to drive from shit. I don't even know how far is Vancouver to Cali. Oh, it's like two days. God, God damn. Yeah. God, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, shit. You got to drive from Philly to Atlanta. Like, let's give you okay. like a fifteen-hour drive. Right, like, I don't right, give right. you a two-day drive. Like. <laughs> um, like Give you a 12 hour drive. You got to grab, you got to take a dungeon family joint for a nice 12 hour ride. What you ride with? Uh, I, I want to say, I mean, I would be lying if it wasn't an outcast joint. It, it would be a Quemini. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I wanted so badly to say, like, I love the um, Even in Darkness album that's got everybody on it, but like, I'd be lying if I said that that's the one I'm going to grab. Like, I would definitely grab a Quemini. You know what? That's a we gonna keep it a salute show. I'm not gonna talk about even in darkness. Uh, okay. Eddie, I, what, like which, that album. I, I I never hear anyone talk about it. I guess maybe it's not liked. Well, like I, I, I think it was a solid album, but I think my expectations for like we're getting yeah. the Dungeon Family album. Like my expectations for like five Mike. This is oh, gonna okay. be classic. We got Dungeon. We got Goody. Yeah. Right. I have right. zero expectations, and I think it just it was dope for me because I was just like right. a, it was like a you know like a little bonus to have everybody there. So yeah, I'd go with Aquemini. All right. What about you, Eddie? Oh, easy Aquemini. Um, you know that uh, I, I I love the other projects, man, but that that one is it it hit me the most when when it first came out. Um, and it's the one that stuck with me the most. Like it's it's one of my all time favorite hip hop albums. No doubt, Jace. What you got? I ain't see aliens. Mm. Yeah. Dope. I've, I've, dope. I've played that many many times. Dope, dope, dope. Shout <laughs> on a drop. Shout out to my good brother Eddie. <laughs> got me this as a Christmas present. The nice L two disc. Loving the back cover. You know what I mean? Very dope joint right there. So AT aliens can't go wrong with that joint. Uh, Rec, what you got for yours? I'm with Jace, man. AT Aliens, probably out of the whole discography, 
uh, has the most hold on me in my life just based on where I was when it came out and how much I lived with it. Um, dropping back and forth from VA, being on flights, catching, you know, going to different schools, V State, Norfolk State to play these games. That's all I was listening to at the time. So, yeah, all right. No doubt. Vern, what you got? That one right there. Southern, Southern player. Southern. <laughs> because of the backstory, I mean, it's always going to have a special place in my heart that I heard them before the world heard them or knew who they were. So, yeah, that, that's mine right there. Right. For me, I'm going with the equipment I joint. Can't go wrong with it. You know what I mean? When me and Eddie when it was in L.A., he had the idea for us to pick up the albums that meant the most to us. I picked this up. He picked up Jizzle's Liquid Sword. So can't never go wrong with equipment. I slept on album out of the Dungeon family. I don't think anybody's going to name what I'm going to name. So I'll go last. But Porsche, what do you have? Um, I think I mentioned it when I mentioned Witch Doctor. It's the Healing Ritual album. Um, okay. I never, ever, ever, ever hear anyone talk about it, even diehard Dungeon Family fans. Um, it's definitely one of those you got to kind of look for it um, specifically. I don't think you just come across it for no reason. It's not one that just shows up in your, you know, playlist or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that, that one for me. And, and again, um, it's just because I like the uniqueness um uh, that wish doctor brings and i think that that album is very well put together um all all around so that that one for me all right what you got eddie yeah i mean i honestly i i didn't give this a whole lot of thought but i'll probably go with that cool breeze um you know like i said um i i personally liked it a lot um you know i i think he he kind of got kind of left um, you know, he, he came out with that one and just kind of fade into obscurity a bit. Um, so he don't get talked about too much. All right. No doubt. What you got, Jace? Slim Cutter Calhoun. <laughs> <laughs> we, we run in the mall school with Slim Cutter tonight. Yeah. All right. No doubt. Right. Rack, what you got for yours? It will be Backbone. It will be Backbone. I, I, I dug that album. Um, I thought I was the only person that heard it and um, was spending one night when I was stationed in Alaska. My man came up to the table with two Heinekens and a 20 and was like, this that far. <laughs> he knew what it was. I was surprised, man. I was absolutely shocked. Um, but it's, 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 it's not talked about a lot. All right, no doubt. Vern, what you got? Idlewild. Mm. Mm. Okay. Joint. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. You got Janelle Monet, you got Joy. You got mighty old uh, Morris Brown. Um, yeah, Freeman yeah, yeah. Morris yeah. Mike floated on that mug. Yeah, he got the other joint. Um, uh, what's that? Hollywood Small Divorce. Town Marriage or whatever it is. Hollywood Divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Hollywood Divorce. That yeah, thing, that thing was retarded. My daughter is in second year law school. Damn, I forgot about got that. Got a hip hop and law class, and that's one of the songs they talk about. Hollywood, Hollywood Divorce. Ooh. Yo, what is a hip hop and law class? What is that? Because she, one of her specialties wants to be entertainment law. And okay. Professor, mm. one of the she she represented um the roots and a whole bunch of other people, or whatever. So yeah, today they were, when I walked in there, they were listening to um 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 who we be. They don't know uh. Professor broke down what he was saying and why he was saying it. It was, it was very dope. So yeah. Oh. Uh, 
I don't know. That's dope. Damn. Well, law school is still too. Georgia State? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, good. Nobody said this. This right here, Sleepy's thing. Mm -hmm. Okay? Five mics, eyes closed. There have only been two things in my life that I have given a money-back guarantee on. Okay? (laughs) Y'all gonna laugh at the first one. Paper Soldiers by Kevin Hart. When that shit dropped, it was at Circus City. Uh, Paper Soldiers. It was a Rockefeller movie. It was Kevin Hart's first movie. I remember. That's when Benny Siegel was chumping Right, exactly. I thought you were going to say Myron. I'm not giving nobody back guarantee for my so no it wasn't Myron. God, you still on that hill, bro. Myron. You still on that hill. I will still stay on the hill, but I ain't giving no money back guarantee to Myron though. But and Circus City Paper Soldier was six dollars, and I told people go out and buy this DVD. This like two thousand two. I'm like buy this DVD. If you don't like it, I will give you your money back. Never had to give anybody the money back. This right here, Sleepy, uh, Sleepy Sting. Sleepy's uh the name of the album is The Vinyl Room, but like it was like Sleepy and these two other I, dudes. I, 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 don't know I, these, I think I remember it. He was he I don't was, know what these two other dudes. He did some promo for it. He did some promo for it. I think I remember it. But this joint right here, five mic, um, amazing soul music. Just again, if you can't even buy it on Amazon. It used to be for like 10 bucks. Same thing. I gave a money back guarantee. If you buy this album and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is how dope <laughs> Sleepy Steam is to me. Not to mention, y'all know me. I love seeing people on drum machines. If you zoom in real quick, there you see him on the NPC, like just all the vinyl. So, yeah, <laughs> for that. so very dope album. And another quick shout out to Sleepy Brown because people don't talk about him. He's part of Organized Noise. Has had a very dope run. Uh, the Mr. Brown album was dope. He had an EP out maybe five or six years ago called ATL Legend. That was dope. Uh, so yeah, shout to Sleepy. Like Eddie said, so many of them last, so many of these big boy joints that we love have Sleepy right there. And in fact, him yeah. and Sleepy was supposed to be dropping, big boy and Sleepy was supposed to be dropping an album, yeah, like almost made, for the past made year. Of and Sleepy had Society of Soul, right? Sleepy had Society of Soul, too. Yeah. So that's okay, because that's what, when people, when pe- I was talking about this, people were like, oh, you got to go hear Society of Soul. And then that's when I went and copped the Society of Soul album. So that's that. All right, y'all, dope show. Prayerfully, everybody watching, you got something out of Dungeon Family. I got some things I need to go listen to. I listen to Slim Calhoun again. I got this Age Against the Machine special education from um, Goody I got to listen to. So... Prayerfully, it's a good salute show. Porsche, give them all your information. Where can they get at you? Uh, Twitter, um, at Cherche La Porsche. And for the first time, I'll shout out our Clubhouse Edition, Apartment 5B, Monday nights. Um, We do uh, really dope shows. Honestly, I love those. They're like a little extension of um, this. And they've all been so fruitful and great conversation, great dialogue. shout out to everybody who joins us and kind of adds their insights and and everything i mean we've met a a couple new people um who i hope will become regulars um in attendance but yeah so that's on clubhouse monday nights at 9 30 p.m eastern standard time 6 30 pacific standard time so 
and I gotta salute you for putting that together because you know I'm not a clubhouse dude, so I appreciate you doing that. But I do like it because I feel like it gives people who watch the show a chance to chop it up with us when right. they can get on the show. So and I, I do always tell people, that. I'm like, if Apartment Five B was a corporation, I'd look after the clubhouse section of it. So <laughs> <laughs> like, Kill is the president, and I'm like the the VP of Clubhouse Edition. So I just kind of made that for myself. Just <laughs> and again, Glory by Trey Lee's new yes. album. It's out on all streaming platforms right now, and the book is about to drop either this week or next week. And I think pre-order—you can pre-order pre it now. I pre-ordered mine. I can't wait to get the manuscript. It's going to be yeah. dope as hell. I can't wait. So, right, yeah. right, right. Eddie, tell them all about Freed Styles and where to get at you, good brother. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Eddie D eighty. Um, Instagram, um, you can hit me up on my Freed Styles um, in Instagram. Um, freestyles.com you know got a lot of different content um, you know reviews and you know different stuff like that um, I actually just did an interview with Rec One's brother Chayden who's a very dope producer um, he got a new album uh, coming out pretty soon um, and uh, yo um, I'm, I'm about to drop it soon it'll probably be out by the time this episode drops um, it, it might be out, uh, but yeah, very, very dope, uh, interview, man. Um, you know, and that album, once, once it drops, man, that, that album is crazy, man. You know, record. <laughs> I ain't gonna say nothing, man. That album is fire. You just need to hear it when you, when it drops. Um, I'm yeah. proud of my little brother, man. I, I like, I'm absolutely proud of him watching him come up these last 10, 11 years. That album is fire. That's what's up. That's what's up. Jace, where can I get at you, good brother? 10 underscore 10 wins. Instagram 1010WINZ on Twitter. Um, also, check out iCat Podcast featuring my man Gary Gnu. Got a bunch of uh, dope 90s era uh, uh, artists coming up. Got a book them. Got a, got a lot of time slot in, but yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming out next month. That's dope. Yo, you had Jamal on there, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's dope. I got to check that episode out. I got to check that out, man. It's uh, 10 underscore 10 wins, W-I-N-S. Yeah, I always tell people, man, Last Emperor, man, one of the dopest MCs I ever heard in my life who, who the world has not gotten to hear and... and to salute his talents. The Philly um, banger. <laughs> yeah, the, the way it is. James, I don't even know. Do you remember bringing him to my crib? No, but I, that was my yeah. man. Like, we, yeah, we yeah. Bobby I mean, is funny because so, you, brought yeah, him to the, I probably you brought him to the crib to listen to beats, and we ended up in my mom's basement going through my comic book collection. Wow. And then that's when we started talking about yeah. Secret Wars and everything like that. Yeah, but very dope show very very dope brother man uh, like i said one of the dopest mcs that legend of Ooh. bigfoot album i feel like if that would have dropped there's so many like if if out if this album fill in the blank would have dropped things would have been different you know like i feel like he'd be a household name if that album would have dropped when it was supposed to drop you know what i mean so just industry hoopla wreck where can they get at you good brother uh instagram dj wreck the number one n e Twitter is at DJ Rec One. Um, Wednesdays, man, eight to nine. Texas Fleet Radio. It's on Android and the iPhone. Download the app. Check it out. 
Friday nights, uh, Denver, Colorado, 98.5. I'm off from 10 to 11. Foundation is there. Just pushing, man. Just pushing, man. I'm trying to get on a couple more radio shows I got in the works. And then it's me and Lil Bro, we working this year. So it's going to be a lot of music we pushing out right now, man. Are you still accepting? Are you still accepting stuff for the radio shows? I'm accepting music? everything. I got I got to have a lengthy conversation with Eddie after this. I, I got some ideas. I'm accepting any and everything. All right, um, so everybody out there is tweeting me. And it's, and, and, it's, and it's for independent radio. I'm this, the, the, I'm doing one show for straight indie. So if you're indie, send me anything. I'm going to listen to it. Send it to me. As so well for everybody who tweets me every day and DMs me, I'm going to forward it right over to Rec One. And the same thing with Eddie. Those are the two brothers. If you're indie, these are the two brothers you need to get with to talk with. Vert, now that's the indie hip hop. Porsche's who you get with if you want to talk about Troy. Jace is low, Philly, Jordan's, any type of fashion. Vern, Porsche, you're, you're, you're Troy and don't ask her about Drake because that sends her into a bad mood. It's literally like... I, mean, I literally get tagged in every single possible Porsche. Drake Here, article, Here's the funny thing. Fucking everything. Here's the funny thing, Porsche. Me and they were watching Gremlins the other night. And I thought about you because I'm like, yo, you're like feeding a gremlin after midnight if people bring up Drake. Like, you become Stripe. Like, literally, it was like, you become Stripe. You go from being Gizmo. Porsche don't curse, don't say nothing. Then, like, you bring up Drake, and it's like, this nigga Stripe right now. Like, so... Like Rod Kim said, after 12, like, I'm worse than a gremlin. That's cool. Oh, my, my followers because oh, they can't man. Go, and go in on this guy for being such a dork cornball. But I can't, like, I wake up at six in the morning. After I do my morning routine, I look at my Twitter, and the first goddamn face I see is this bozo's face with a heart, like, etched into his hair. Yeah, the heart, the heart did it for so, me. The heart, the heart. Yeah, I, I can't do the heart part. I don't know what that 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 sounds like a bad deer that I just would you just have to renege on. But now, so you got all that. Vern is the person who, if you are in ATL or in Georgia and you want to get a house, this man is selling houses in a pandemic. I don't know how you do it, Vern, but every day on your <laughs> IG, it's like eight niggas buying houses during a pandemic. I don't even know how you move in a pandemic, but if you want a house, this is the man you need to get at. Vern, where can they get at you, man? On Instagram at V the Lone Closer, um, Twitter at V Chandler Team. All right, no doubt. Y'all already know what it is with me. Kill 889 Twitter, uh, IG, we'll make beats for food. I will check y'all next week, good peoples. Take care. Peace.